Broadcast Network. After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> Oh my goodness. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another after show for the prisoner here on Afterbus TV. If you haven't already done so, do so. Subscribe. I know it's not the way of the prisoner, but subscribe on youtube.com slash afterbus TV. Subscribe on iTunes or heck, subscribe on SoundCloud. However, you want to get us, it's free 99. Heck, free for all. Free for all. And that's the episode we're doing. Uh, I am joined alongside. Rah, rah, rah! Steph Z. Hey guys, I'm Steph Z. And Meredith Flacco. Hi everyone, I'm just Meredith Flacco. I'm boring. <laughs> She's not boring. She just <laughs> likes to appear boring. It's just early. So, um, we're here early because of you. I know, thank you guys for accommodating me. Alright, so we've uh, we've had a great couple past episodes. We're building upon one, one builds upon the next. And so today, of course, we're talking about free for all. The episode all about elections. We've uh, we're, we're stacking. We're I'm building sta- upon everything. There you go. Very symbolic here in, here in the studio. We're very today. creative. <laughs> um, oh, let's start with this overall thoughts of the episode. And by the way, as you guys know, this is an episode discussion. We try to keep it as spoiler free as possible, but there may be things that slip because Meredith and I have seen every single episode twice over, three times probably over. Steph is the newcomer to the panel. That is me, the newbie. But hey, she's done well so far. We've kept her. I thanks. I made the cut, didn't I? (laughs) I made the team. I have a number. No, um, I really like this episode. Um, I thought there was so much symbolism in this episode. There's so much going on. And um, I know we were talking about how this episode was originally maybe supposed to be the second one. Do we not want to get well, there? Well, the, the, in, the, in the recommended order, it's the it's second. second one. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy yeah. that. Okay. I don't buy it. Here's why for me I can buy it is because the prisoner, number six, is still very angry. Right, but in the first episode, he was so resistant, and so, like, why am I here? What's happening? Never would his next thing be like, I'm going to run for some kind of office here. Yeah, but that's him him trying to get into the system to defeat the system. That's still early. But I believe he would try and beat the system and go around the system. pound the system into the ground. That's how he started. Right. Well, he tried to kind of go around the system. Oh, he tried yeah. to escape the system and not be part of the system. I don't know. I don't believe in my watching that he would actually try and become part of the system to outsmart the system first. I feel like he would go around first and be like, I don't mm-hmm. want any part of this. I'm smarter than this thing as a whole. So I'm going to get away this way rather than like, okay, clearly I've, I've failed, I've failed, I've failed. Now let me see if there's a new way if I can get in to get out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's why the, mm-hmm. the, the, the debate still rages on to this day. Yeah. I know. I kind of understand why now. There you go. Well, um, this was one of the episodes that McGowan, not literally one of, but um, he wrote two episodes using his real name, five 
using uh, five overall where he used the pseudonym Patty Fitz. So this hmm. is one of the episodes that he, hmm. he fully wrote. Originally, he, he he directed it also, and it was supposed to be him and Don Chafee kind of sharing uh, directorial duties. But um, but when they got to the interior scenes, they him and Patrick McGowan and Chafee at around this time had a falling out. Seems uh, to be a, a strong premise. Right. And uh, the DP, Brendan J. Stafford, did a lot of the co-directing on the interior scenes. So he got a uh, promotion. <laughs> Yes, pretty much. This was this was the, a lot of people cite this episode as the time that Patrick McGowan really started to take creative control over the show. Even though it's the fourth to air, it's a little bit later in the filming process. Um, and this is the Meredith left when she saw this. A lot of the extras right there were Welsh because mm-hmm. we're up in uh, Port Port Marion, and they kept saying uh, six for two, but it sounded like sex for two. Yeah, it did. <laughs> well, I mean, there was a little moment there with number two, number six, and 58 that I was like, they're implying something yeah. when she was brought over. Like, oh, she's here to service your needs within reason. Yeah, That was no, very that was, funny. Yeah. yeah, Especially for the time when you think about it. And especially how uh, McGowan's so like, no sex, no interpersonal relationships with my character. And they just keep like, no, here, really, have her. I want to see a number six interact with the characters from Mad Men. Oh my god! <laughs> that would be amazing. Anyway, that's uh, that's a parody. That's another you show. Make. You yes. guys should do that. Um, this the first time this episode aired. It was during Britain's election period, and so we'll kind of okay. talk about the election uh, of that in a, in a little while. And it was around the time that political satires were kind of taking off. The biggest one was that was the week that was. No, that was a British mm-hmm. uh, political satire. Uh, I don't know quite what was happening in the, in America in terms of political satire. Obviously, the the rage in sixties. I mean, you know, political satire has kind of been around since there was politics. But the um, you know, I think publications were a little less burned by the governments. Like, you know, we kind of had this whole freedom of speech going on, so you saw a lot more weeklies coming out where people would do not just cartoons, but whole magazines based on on this. And especially in America in the 60s, it was uh, was a very free thought time. There was a lot lot of criticism of Kennedy and Nixon going on, so... I feel like there's always been criticism of the Mm. government, though. Oh, always, And I almost do. I feel like even though... We might feel at this day and age it is more free because we can tweet and we can do all this stuff about, you know, the government and we can get our opinions voiced. I feel like you're right. It was more free then to to discuss a feeling like an anti-government feeling. Well, I think people 40 years ago were a little bit more open to having discussions where yeah. now it's like people just if you don't agree with them, they shut you down. Like, yeah. I mean, there's always been those types. But I, I, again, with the whole internet making everything accessible to us we've also lost some of our humanity that we don't learn to listen we don't listen to other people we don't respect their opinion even if they're wrong um you know i will certainly break down the episode but what comes to mind to number one i'm going to learn a lot about your political views number two (laughs) yes uh speaking of the twitter thing that steph's talking about you know you put your thoughts out there but it's almost like the council meeting where everyone else is just stationary of like okay so you said that yeah you know you can get as mad as you want but for the most part, now you know, I would I would argue that yes, you'll get retweets and likes and comments and blah blah. blah but the majority of the people will never see your tweet mm. and not respond to it. 
Right, but um, the, so do you think less people are seeing it than back in the day? But like my point being that most of these, you know, cartoons and political stuff that was back in the days, like now more people will see them because they're more accessible to Twitter. Like you can follow all the news. So I actually think that I think like you're talking about my yeah. personal, like our personal opinions. People won't hear. I don't. But there's more voices cluttering. Back in the day, you right. only had a few people who had access to those, you know. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, now it's like it's it, you can't turn the noise off. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know. I, Which is actually crazy. I don't know if you guys saw, like, current in the news today. Like, this is such a tangent, but I'll make it really small. About Twitter and stuff, how, like, they connected Twitter, like, shut down over, like, 2,000 ISIS accounts. Like, going yeah. back to government nice. terrorism. Like, the, the power of that is just, you know, all over. Yeah. Anyway, go back. No, absolutely, and you know we'll talk about free elections and things like that. Yeah. So um, let's let's dive into the episode, and then we'll kind okay, of op- we'll, we'll, we'll it. open okay. it up from there, right? So we get the standard opening, yeah. quote unquote, yeah. and then right off the top, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, the phone rings. Who are you? You know, is this number six? Uh, that you know, what do you want? And that's why for me, <laughs> so antagonistic, absolutely. And the mountain can come to Muhammad, and then he's at the door. Yeah. The, the the mountain came. Yeah, he was there. He was waiting the entire time. Yeah, I I, I feel like he was. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, unexplainable stuff. A lot of uh, certainly with the tally ho. But here here he is. And yeah, we'll Freaking get to that. tally ho, man. All right, we'll get to we'll it. We'll get to the tally ho. Oh man. Um, but you know, we open up with nice international cuisine. Everyone likes to wine and dine the prison. I know. But uh, you know, we have the. We have number. We get the introduction of number fifty-eight right off the bat. We get number two, and we get uh, number six. They like to and wine then, and dine, and they can poison them. Do yeah, what they want to do. Exactly. It's not like they're taking them out for this great meal, and then he gets to like go on his way. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't trust anything that's going yeah. on there. I'd, I'd be like losing pounds yeah. left and right. I'd be like, I'm not going to eat. So what constitutes? But we could go on back to the international versus French and this and that. Oh, I love like, it. What they, constitutes they, as like international cuisine? Like it's toast. I mean, yeah, but but he's like, oh, what 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 cuisine? International? Like, we're not going to specify. Just it's international. It's vaguely yeah. not what you're used to. But I'm pretty sure people eat toast, or do they and just marmalade. eat crumpets? Maybe they just eat crumpets. It, well, marmalade is just a jam, right? I'm not yeah, crazy. marmalade it's like a, is yeah, like yeah. A jelly jam type mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Uh, well, there you go. You know, I just <laughs> I always try. And but but was this part of the whole like? I don't know. We never touched upon whether or not the food was poisoned in any sort of way, but you could be right in some fashion. I don't know. Maybe that's why he was so susceptible to doing what he did. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, maybe, yeah, maybe it's a stretch in this one, Mm -hmm. but we see, you know, he does, you know, get pretty much every time he drinks or does something, they're they're messing with it. They're changing his mind almost every episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like. They're not just whining and dining him as if, like, we all went out to dinner and, like, had a drink. Yeah. There's, there's a purpose there. Well, yeah. uh, as number number two explains, every 12 months we have to go through this process of voting, right? Um, and so, so then, of course, number two is the unanimous candidate, right? We see billboards everywhere of number two. Um, you know, vote for number two. And how are you going to vote for number two if, if there is no one else to vote for? And he says, you know, you're the type of candidate we need. And I feel like uh, I, I definitely want to talk about kind of radical ideas, how mm-hmm. they become commonplace. But it, you just need someone to rile other people up mm-hmm. just to get them going and make it an event. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's even, you know, in our current election system, you need the radicals, whichever side you want to lean on, um, to kind of make the normal people seem all the more normal, even if some of their ideas are outdated or out of, like a little bit out there. Because when you have, like, say, the Tea Partiers, it makes the regular GOP look a little bit more uh, not so outdated. Yeah. I think my problem with our, the whole election as we know it today is this. We have a society that votes with their heart more so than their head. And what I mean by that is you've got, say you've got two candidates, because usually, I mean, there's always like three, maybe oh, let's four. let's be honest, it's there's two. There's 50. There's right. 50. Yeah, no, but, but, but there's, there's only there's, two there's, that. There's I know, two. there's only two right. in the actual running, yeah. but right. there's 50 candidates. Right, so follow me here. In that, say, and I know this number that I'm going to say isn't the correct number, I'm just, for exa- hypothetically speaking, there's two candidates. There's ten issues that you can read, and they voice their opinion on what they believe on each issue. Whichever one issue resonates most with a person is who they're going to vote for, which is a broken system. Okay? Why do we not live in a world where if, for example, Obama – and I'm not saying this is what it is, so don't – Pick apart that. I'm saying, for example, if in our last election, Obama had a better plan for health care, Obama and his people run the frickin' health care. If Mitt Romney had a better plan to figure out the budget, they ran the budget. Why do we not vote on each thing that, like, we pick one person to do everything, even though that one person might not have the best plan for everything. Well, here's And we don't even pick! Because the truth is, is we don't, yeah, we don't. Like, our vote it's crazy. as a whole doesn't matter because the Electoral College comes in and picks what we want. So, I, and I, and I, and I, I will say this, like, flat out, I go out, I vote, even mm-hmm. though I know the system's broken, I still do I it because too. I, I, believe that I at least I have that opportunity. But yeah, at the end of the day, what I want isn't being reflected in the House or the Congress or the Senate or anywhere like in Washington or locally because they just don't care. They're going to do what they want. And and that's what I kind of think the whole freaking episode it's exactly shoves that. in it's our m- face is. And, and I wonder if that's almost Britain's criticism of the American election style. It's possible because it's literally not only does yeah. it shove in our face that they're going to do what they want. It shoves in our face that they feed us to think that we are actually doing it. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. Ah, gets me so mad. I mean, that, that was one of the themes, you know, uh, no one knows where the power lies, but true because true power mm-hmm. is ultimately hidden. I think. It's it's to me it's um, f- f- uh, yes it absolutely the the great part about this episode is that you can find ties to any government yeah. especially you know that claims because to be they're kind of broken yeah um certainly here's the thing Pat McGowan was going after the British government there's no yeah I don't right. I don't think that's any big secret um, for me I feel like if you're gonna vote this is my stance on it if you're gonna vote vote for the guy who has the most solutions for anything who's solution oriented rather than picking a part of this is wrong with this and this is wrong mm-hmm. like okay any one right, of us but could they're sit all lying there. to you they're all gonna say they have a solution well, for everything and then also on top of it even if they have the solutions because how how the bipartisanism uh works is that obama for for instance could have some great ideas but the republicans just based on the fact that he is and I'm going to say it because he is a black man in office. They won't let it get it through. Like that is, I mean, I, I've worked, I've worked in traditional news for 15 years now. I've seen a lot of the behind the scenes. And when it really comes down to is you have 
people in power who don't agree with, not even on the issues, but fundamentally don't agree with the person in power, and they're going to shoot all of it down. Like, right. it, 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 you know, it's just, it's so beyond broken that they vote based on prejudices. And so even if, even if they have great, amazing ideas, like, you know, solutions for everything, they might not be the best ideas, but, you know, take, take the, the healthcare system we have. It's not the best, but it's something better than we had before. But people are just picking it apart and breaking it down, not because they want to give it a shot, but because of who, uh, voiced it. Well, right. And then that's just going to make them look bad. It's all about who looks good, who looks bad and money. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad. And you know what? Honestly, like, we can all sit here and criticize anything. Yeah. I'm super proud to be an American and in this country, and mm-hmm. I have a lot of freedoms that a lot of people fought for, and I'm not deluded yeah. that that does not exist. So I just want to put that but, out there. But within that, it's also very apparent that the government and the media and all this together puts kind of a blanket on it so that you won't think out of the box because we're all, in a way, we want the government to control us, in a way. Because well, it's safe. It's like being exactly. children. It's it's you know like you the have village. yeah, like the village. You have when you when you have that structure, you feel safe within that structure, and you don't have to think too that, much. That's what the village hard. did, right? So you know, um, kind of. Let's, sorry, let's, sorry no. we're going to be very political. This we episode, are, we everyone. are absolutely. But we, we mentioned the tally ho, right? So let's oh. kind of skip a little oh, bit yes. ahead to the tally ho. Yes, right? let's please talk the, about the, media and journalism in the village. So. You know, I'll start it on a very granular level. You know, when the article comes out, number six speaks his mind. It's almost like you, you, you ever see a parent and they're talking to a child of like, don't you want to go to Disneyland? The kid's never been to Disneyland. He doesn't know if he wants to go to Disneyland. You want to go to Disneyland, don't you? And it's like the parent knows better than the child. And so mm-hmm. even though number, number six is being treated like a child because even though he's saying no comment – no, here's what you really mean. And we get the great article, number six speaks as well. Well, it's not even so much a parent speaking for the child, so much as it's a commentary on how the media just puts words in people's mouths. Like, even if you say no comment, we're going to find a comment and we're going to put it there. Like, that's our job, unfortunately. Yep. Unless you're I, Marshawn Lynch, the Seattle yeah. Seahawks. Well, especially. I'm just here, so I don't get fined. <laughs> especially <laughs> British media because it's owned by the government versus. Uh, the privatized media we have here in America, um, for good or bad, you do see a lot of uh, insertion. But that's actually there. shocking to me in in a sense because I feel like, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time in London. My dad lived there mm-hmm. for 16 years. So I feel like the news there reported somehow, and I can be wrong, is more legit oh, to what happened Rather than here, and you would think that the government would be more, um, like, uh, hold back more information. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you get more in-depth news coverage there on what's going on in the world. Rather than here, you just get the... The, the killing, the rape, the burglary, like, the yeah, instilled it, yeah. fear But tactic. it's just a matter of how many episodes have we talked about, right? Um <laughs> we might as well, you know, we're just we'll, we'll kind of we'll segue back into mm-hmm. some of the stuff that we missed. But with the truth test, right? We're all here to be truthful. Mm-hmm. You see, I'm truthful with you. You're truthful with me, and therefore we can have an honest dialogue. And so, by having quote these in depth news items, how you know you're, you're quote unquote feeding the truth, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're truthful with me. No, you're not. No, I'm not saying it's more truthful. I'm saying they give more information about what's going on in the world. Yeah, but that's than like a but local. But what I'm like, saying, it's Fox a false. Five. It's a falsified view of it because just because they give you more doesn't mean you are getting 
more. It's, right? it's, but if you have more information from a couple of different stations, then you have more information to cipher through to see what. Like, the more information you're given, I feel like the more you read and stuff, you can decide for yourself kind of what you believe rather than just the same instill fear factor that we do here. But, but what the, what the, what they do in the village is almost very American in their media coverage is that they do just spoon fade the things that people want to hear. And it's because, you know, here in America, we don't, we just want the, we want the killings. We want the uh, political bias. We want, you know, our, our e-block happy kitten puppy rescue stories. We want that stuff fed to us. We don't really, like, ask for more as a, as a collective. Obviously, everyone's different. And there are different levels of people who go out and seek their own news. But, you know, of course, in Britain, they're given a lot more of a full, broader story because that's what the audience wants. So right. I, I feel like in many ways, you know, maybe maybe Britain in the 60s, their culture was very much like our modern American culture and how they wanted their media spoon-fed to them but it, it it's very very much the the tally ho is just giving them what they want the happy face like here's your you know here's what you should think here's what you should believe their their media and tally ho is way more like modern day american journalism here's you know uh, here's what i've noticed about europe right and i think this episode captured it quite well this is the only only episode that we see a pub and yeah. i think there's a reason for it right in europe from my experience a lot of this new stuff or po- politics um when you're done with it in whatever way shape or form you talk about it with friends at a pub and that's that's the forum to have this discuss this discussion and in america i feel like people well, don't go to pubs and talk we don't politics talk well, isn't on a that regular one of the basis things? don't talk about religion politics oh like, i love talking about i know that. so do i but I but that's it. like no, that weird general like rule that people say don't talk about these things and i'm like why that's what i want to talk about yeah I don't. I don't no, want to talk true. about Kim Kardashian. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, most people want to talk about what do you do? Yeah, who do you meet? What's, but I, I feel like too. I mean, you ha- I feel like we have to also say that that is a product of our environment. We live in Los Angeles, where a lot of this stuff. Oh, but the rest of the country is like there's this. no right, way. When I was in New- when I'm in New no. York, I'll go to my like nine times out of ten, I'll have a you know thought-provoked conversation with my friends. But New York is its own beautiful country. Spend some time in the (laughs) South. They love their honey boo-boo, and they love their NASCAR, and they also, the few politics it'll be, it'll be very one-sided and they don't want to hear your opinions so it's it's not just an la mentality i think it's an american i just think it's yes but i feel like because we're here it's a little more but i mean yeah absolutely but but what i'm saying is the act of going to a pub and that your your number one thing is just talk politics you know i see it a lot in europe well, I that, think that's the form. Europe's an older country. They have they have history that reaches back thousands of years with different governments, different, you know, people ruling over them. They they have a history that Americans don't have, you know? And their people are curious to know that history. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I feel like I, a lot I, of, I feel like they're fearful, if nothing else. I mean, how, maybe. you know, to Meredith's point, how many years of just oppression and just war, whereas we've, you know, we've been in wars and things like that, but no one's, like, knocking down New York City Every I mean, week, yeah. like they did with the bombings of London. Right. Yeah. The, the, in in my in my memory, there's only been one attack on American soil, and that wasn't a like legitimate government that was terrorist. I mean, you know, and and you can even outside of like maybe some of like the the smaller wars of independence, or our own civil war. The only other real attack on American soil was. Um, uh, J- Japan with Pearl Harbor. I mean, we as a country have been very fortunate that yeah. we haven't had to deal with a lot of that. And, and, you know, Britain with a lot of like my godparents in, in their own memory, they can remember the bombings from Germany in World War II. And I, I think other countries just they, they do. They have this they have almost this sense of, of fear that we 
we have to keep knowing more and getting better because so but so but then are the are those sorry that just takes me to like so then is it because they live in fear that they want to know this stuff like like i think it's a very awesome thing that we haven't had that here in american soil so is it because we haven't been scared you know what I mean? That uh, the natural way to think would be caught up in all this honey boo boo crap. I, I you know what I mean? Like I'm trying. You yeah, know what I mean? No, like I it seems like they we're in, creating a more yeah. free place for people to think. And I would like to think that creating a free place, people would think about more knowledgeable or thought provoking things than a lot of the stuff we do. Well, ideally, in sci-fi, when you have a, a a society where there's no war, there's no famine, there's no disease. Everyone's enlightened. Everyone is right. better. But then you have the opposite where you kind of like Wall-E, where yeah. they're all just like glued, watching asinine programming, being spoon-fed their Slurpees. Um, I think I, – I feel like America is more the, the Wall-E future versus like the the high sci-fi Star Trek yeah. type Type, yeah, no, I you know. And I think with, with Europe specifically is, I, I wouldn't say maybe they live in fear, but maybe there's, um, you know, that, the, the idea that there's a collective memory that, yeah. you know, so they say it in animals that, you know, they have these instincts that are, are passed down through generations when they're born. You know, I wonder if humans have something similar that while they themselves might not have experienced a, a great war or a great, you know, controversy, it's just, it's there. It's prevalent in the backs of their mind. And that's why. That's got it. That would explain a lot of racism. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah sorry we're so off track i'm well, so no, sorry we'll get the train oh, no. back on the track the, the, but it's no. great that this yeah. is a show that 45 years later provokes these type of conversations mm-hmm. i mean it all really you yeah. know even though we're off track a little bit like we got there from this episode here's the thing you know uh in the best of ways th- this episode is for the most part it is what it is right yeah. we talked yeah. about that idea and so for the most part it it is about elections and Mm -hmm. that's what it's going to provoke um one kind of quick trivia bit before we dive more into elections (laughs) uh the photo vote for number six right the one that we have and see uh that's as soon as he he's campaigns for to be number two the one that comes up it's a photo from danger man right Mm -hmm. they're again further confusing the danger man oh no no it's not about danger man come on patrick come on here's the thing the reason why it's almost like one of those things due to legal reasons we cannot say danger man otherwise we owe royalty to the creator of danger man and that's the that's yeah whether or not like mcgoon wanted this to be danger man or not we can argue it's definitely I think the real reason is because of the royalties. Yeah. Ralph Smart was going to collect on this till the day he was dead, and it was like, nope, we can't have that. You know, my thing, and maybe I saw this wrong watching the episode, but the thing that struck me that was the craziest thing about this episode is it was almost like, and it was, I'm sure, like number two knew he was going to talk number six into it because the poster was just made as soon as he said he was in. Well, I think, I think so. so this is going back to the whole media thing. In media, especially during elections, we always have two headlines going before published because you never know, like especially on election night, you never know how sports it's gonna. Stuff too. Yeah. yeah, sports is so. So you always have all that stuff pre, like in the can. It's already ready to go. So the moment something drops, you can have it right out there. And I, again, forty years ago, that's the the machine is is still the same. You know, they were ready. They were like, hey, you know, if he says yes, we're we're ready to roll on this. Let's get this out in front of the public. And I just got like that was so smart to me. I was like. 
Man, that, that hit, it just hit way too close to home. It was smart, but to me, it was almost creepy. It was like they yeah. knew. Yeah. And same thing with the paper. It was like, as soon as he was done speaking, the paper was there. Done. Written it yeah. out right there, yeah. right in front of everyone. It's just crazy. Well, that's, you know, I th- for me, all of these things, we, people just love events. Yeah. We need our events. And this is, whatever you want to think of, this isn't a, the elections. I mean, we're in election year ourselves. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a big event. Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, How much, year. and speaking of events, this is going to cost. Yeah. Well, and what, what, okay, I, before we get into the cost thing, one yes. thing that, that creeped me out with this is how readily everyone was able to, sw- they switched sides like the moment like it was all like two 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 we want two and then it was six for two six for two like with maybe like 10 stragglers still on two side like the the ver like ver uh, ver, uh what's the word i'm trying right. to say ver, no um speed uh the ferocity velocity. yeah velocity at which people switched to the other side was just Un- like it was remarkable. I was like, "Come on, guys! Like you just flipped like that, like a switch." It was almost because like they, they were told to. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they were told to do rah rah rah, yeah. and clap, yeah. and this and that. Like literally, almost like you would see at a TV production, like applause, yeah, applause now. now. Yeah, just just like you know, it's a great commentary on on the real election system. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I, I can imagine, right? We we have we have the debates here, and mm-hmm. I can imagine at that TV studio of like people just getting told to applause when a good point is made by any candidate yeah. or whatever. It's not like you know, uh, it, it's, it's not, not like that. I, by the way, I do want to point out in American system, we don't we don't actually. Have, I've I've been yeah. to a couple of the town hall and the debates. We don't actually have like applaud here, applaud there. I, I I will say, and it's a really interesting screening process as to who can get in. Mm-hmm. So I do I do just just a little insider information. If the pol- we're if politics uh-huh. were more like wrestling, I feel like we would be better off because wrestling fans have no problem telling they their don't. own feelings. Right, but if you issues. think about it, politics almost is like wrestling. It's, it's a bunch way. of men playing with their toys who has to have more money and win mm-hmm. the game. That's true. You know what I mean? It's, it's all it's about not, the money. It's all about the money. It's all, and it's not even about the money. It's about the greed. Yeah. It's about so far beyond the money. And you know what? And I get it. Like, it's a system. Like we've mentioned, we are one of the freest countries. Like, we, you know, clearly we're doing something right, maybe. Mm. I don't know what that word right or correct means. But there are a lot of people here. There are a lot of happy people here. There's a lot of opportunity here. But at the end of the day, it all comes back to money and greed. You know what's um? It's it's ironic because we're doing this March 2015, right? Mm-hmm. And and there's the great movie Ides of March. Oh, that's yeah. that kind of uh, definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it because it's all about the American kind of elections and what goes on in March. Yeah. Wow. There, I, well, so so just to kind of make it a little more relevant, I'm I'm. Sorry, I'm I'm not like 100 percent sure on the name here. Uh, but so so if we all know, like Netanyahu just spoke um, in in New York at this big political. It was in New York or DC. Sorry, um, he just spoke, and then directly after Netanyahu spoke, which by the way was very controversial to the Democrats, the Republicans were very pleased with what he had to say. Uh, there was a Republican candidate who's uh, has his exploratory commission. And this is where I'm, I don't remember who it was specifically. On Monday night, went and, and went ahead and did a thousand dollar a head like 
dinner talk thing to start camp pulling in the campaign money like right like using this netanyahu speech he decided to just jump on that and use that to his advantage to start pulling in money so he can start doing his whole like i want to be president and and this is how our political system works based on donations from individuals and big companies because they've kind of shaved off a lot of the rules about how much you can donate and it's just to me it's like Whoever acquires the most amount of money is the one who who gets the airtime, who gets the oh, yeah. the face the face out there, and it, and to me, like that's the ultimate broken system. In that, and they show that in this in this episode is that you know we put them out there on the on print, we put them out there in whatever media we can. Let's shove number six's face out for everyone to see, and then they're going to vote for him. Right, you're so correct in saying our system is broken. Like in my mind, the way that it should work is that. You have to somehow pass a certain amount of tests. Like an intelligent test would be nice too. An IQ test would yeah. be freaking awesome. We'll talk about the test. Then, <laughs> right, and then you like there should be no monies. Like you have the certain amount of appearance times on every news station, mm-hmm. and you debate. Yeah. Like w- yeah. what is it? I mean, like same thing with Obama. Like how many? I've heard at least how many times has Obama been to L.A. and the roads are shut down. And you can't drive anywhere. And, and that's all people talk about, by the business way. Yeah, of him having these charity dinners where people have to pay ten grand to go have dinner with you know Obama yeah. or Michelle. Hands down, I don't think you should be allowed to buy advertising if you're running for office. I think no, there I should agree. be six on-air debates that are accessible to everyone. Put them online, put them, you know, download on on network television so you don't have to pay for cable to watch. Not even that. I mean, oh, sorry. You know, and I'm just saying, you should, and they should debate the, the, the talking points. And I don't want to see, I don't want to get a robocall. I don't want to see a billboard. I don't want mailers. Like, I'm not going to pick my uh, candidate based on how much I'm seeing their face. I want to know what they're saying. Give me their talking points. Give me their opinions. Give me their views. And then I will vote based on that. Right. But one thing that I actually do slightly kind of disagree is mm-hmm. I think I agree with you in everything except I think each candidate should be given a certain amount of the same money. Say they get $100,000. Oh, okay. And right. in that, we see who's the smartest. So it, are they going to do a Twitter campaign? Are they going to do billboards or advertising? How are they going to make it so that they can reach the person so that we feel like they know how to have that communication where we feel like we're a part of our government. I feel they get the yeah. same amount and then they get to choose. It should be like Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah. so? That we give them money and then, you know. Yeah. Well, but, but yeah. you get it. You get I, the right. I, I, mean, I know I what you're doing. Yeah. yeah, we both no. cover Shark Tank. That's oh, funny. Okay. I was oh. like, how? Yeah. Well, yeah, but like we give them the opportunity. I think that's a freaking great. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm also okay with that. Yeah. Just because, you know, it is, I think, important how. We're going to see, you know, in this day and age, like, how you're going to feel like you're somewhat in touch with your government. You want to know what they're going to do. Yeah. So kind of shifting gears slightly. No, no, this still still ties, right? Uh, Because one of the one of the most sort of important things is, okay, who's your running mate, right? Mm -hmm. And who's your quote unquote number two? In this case, for for number six, his number two, I'm going to use all these puns, (laughs) is number 58. Right, and so yeah. how they couldn't be more uh, seemingly different. Here's a woman <laughs> whose language was completely made up by McGowan, so it's not even like talk about international; it just doesn't even exist. And she's of absolute no use to him whatsoever. But she's assigned to him to do any service within reason. <laughs> and uh, I'm so like stuck on all these numbers. Like I think the Fibonacci sequence. Like I'm thinking <laughs> all these math things. I want to know why 58. I want to know why 130. 130 B. Like I want to know. 
want to know. Do you guys know? Is I love the one. I know. I oh. love the one thirty B though. I I was kind of like. Man, the heat is just, it's just kind of like you're both the same person, you know? Yeah, it's just like, yeah. I'm 130, this is 130B. Mm-hmm. All he's going to do is take pictures and document what I'm going to do. Yeah. So it's not really at his well, own you number. Know, to, to take that even further, right? So kind of right after we meet um, number 58, who's assigned to him mm-hmm. and who starts learning, you know, uh, there's a great picture of her BCing you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I found that funny. She... Again, within reason, she is absolutely atrocious and has no use for him. No. By design. I feel yeah. like ultimately yeah. Yeah, knowing what we know. And we go to the council meeting where he just screams and yells. And there's n- – number two is at the head of this. And, you know, you wouldn't pick this up necessarily right away. But through research, um, the rest of the people are 2A through 2Z, not con- not consecutive. So it's a couple of the letters are missing mm-hmm. from the two whatever. And I don't know exactly which ones. So I – but, mm. you know, maybe there's a rhyme and reason why. Yeah. There's not all the letters of the alphabet oh. there. Yeah. yeah, I want to yeah. know. Is it like all those different personalities? It could be. I mean, oh. certainly. I mean, it it, it shows all that consciousness. We, like we have doppelgangers out there. Yeah, not even that, but it's like you know, you have like like Phil. You've got work Phil. You've got mm. gym Phil. You've got fun Phil. You've got pissed Phil. You've got all this. So it's like he has to convince not only number two but all his inside personalities of number two that this is a good idea. Well, they're all dead inside. <laughs> they're all dead to me. <laughs> Exactly. But they are. They do nothing. I mean, that, that to yeah. me was one of the funniest scenes. Yeah, yeah. Which makes robots. sense because it's like they try or could. Maybe people mm-hmm. want to think they have some sort of say, but at the end of the day, they don't. Mm-mm. And they're all. Pre- they, I mean, look at their outfits. Yeah. They're literally prisoners with top hats. They are right. So how <laughs> how much more symbolic can you get? It, it, at some at some yeah, point the the show stops being symbolic and it's just so transparent what's going on and this I feel was one of the episodes that was a bit more like I don't have to think too hard I get your message McGowan this is good I get yeah. this yeah that's true I would I would say that's true um, Steph any any thoughts on the now, council's meeting yeah I mean I just feel like this show is so brilliant in the way that there's so much message but even if you're like a clueless human being mm-hmm. and you just purely want to watch the show for entertainment it's entertaining yeah you know yeah. what i mean like people could watch this show and never think all these things that we're talking about but then people will you know there's such it kind of applies he, he raised the question in, in this scene one of the great like what what is the quint what makes a human being quintessentially human being is it the ability to think to care to cry to love blah blah and so, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, in your mind, like, what makes a human? All those things. All those things make up a fully functional human well, being. Yeah, and for me, it's it's the choice to have all those mm-hmm. things. You know what I mean? It's like you can't say one person's more human than another because one person cries at something and one, another person doesn't. It's because, I mean, they're capable of doing it, but they also have the choose. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I don't know, we could argue that, you know, Serial killers and rapists aren't human beings, you know. And are you are you arguing they are? No, I'm. I'm just <laughs> Is that saying, the argument. No, I'm. I'm arguing like you know, are they human beings that got brainwashed and something went went wrong? You know what? You know, there's a whole mentally ill. Like, there's so many things that to actually define a human being. I think is. 
I mean, so, b- besides the scientific, you know, definition, but yeah. you know what I mean. I don't know. What do you What do you think, Phil? Well, let's let's talk science because this okay. well, this Steph Z was brilliant in kind of uh, coming up with this, the truth test, right? <laughs> and uh, we 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 kind of we have a square and we have a circle, and what does it mean? And this was so weird, but go ahead, explain it. Well, for me, I was watching it, and you see one and the other, and then what I took away from this, it's just, you know, the square peg fitting in the round hole. Like, that's exactly what they're trying to do to this guy. And the fact that they went back and forth, and, you know, I believe the square was supposed to be truth, and the ball was supposed to be when he was lying, but they went back and forth so much because... That eventually, to me, it lost meaning. I was like, wait, which one's which again? What does it mean? I, I mean, yeah, I was trying to, but it, it seemed like when he would, it, it seemed like they switched a little bit to what we knew mm-hmm. was truth. But mm-hmm. the fact that they ended at the same point in his like eye frame in his head, it was just like okay, square peg, round hole. They're just trying to fit him in. That's what I got. I, yeah, and, and what it did was it tied nicely back to the first episode arrival when mm-hmm. you know they, they always have the square peg circle yeah. T- test. Yeah. You know, very primitive, but but in terms of telling what side you're on, I guess right. it gets the job done un- unless you're him. Yeah, he's really well. And this is to me, this is one of those instances where he took control to confuse. Like he's like, I'm going to take control in what little way I can, and I will give mixed messages. Yeah, yeah, but at the end of the mm-hmm. day, I don't think they bought it. No, they didn't. It's it's so weird to see who's playing who. That's always the the cat and mouse game. <laughs> yes. Well, but at the end of the day, it's like, do they know that? I mean, they have to know that he's trying to play them back. I think because they're yeah. always somewhat. In no, control. they're both they're both aware, and and both of them slip up. There are times that yeah. that number six has his victories, and there are times that the village has its victory. Um, and it's and it's interesting when you have episodes where you think one has won. Uh, and the other actually ends up prevailing. Well, there's, you know... <clears throat> Foreshadowing. It's been no secret that chess is a big part of how this show is viewed, right? Yeah, right. And so the reason why, regardless of what order you have to watch them, with the exception of 1 and 16 and 17, mm-hmm. the rest you can watch in whatever order you want. But those are uh, those are the chess moves. And ultimately you have to get to checkmate. You know, so yeah. we might lose some, uh, we might lose a knight, we might lose a rook along the way, but we just gotta mm-hmm. keep the king. Yeah. And, you know, each I side has a king. I don't want the queen too, because it kind of dominates. Yeah, but here's the thing. If I, in chess, I have no problem losing the queen if it will, will win me the game. And it seems like well, number two yeah, is the if it'll queen. Win you the game. But it is kind of funny how in this episode it's like the king, you wanna save the king, but the queen is somewhat more powerful. I mean, I mean, yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, the queen, the, but the queen's always the most powerful yeah. piece on the board. So, yeah. just like here. Well, uh, you know, I mean, that. that so if <laughs> just like here, <laughs> just like here, yeah. I mean, ulti- ultimately, it's uh, it's number fifty-eight who's number two. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's, the, that's yeah. the way it was. Which makes sixty D- divided by ten. <laughs> you get six. Oh my oh! god! Oh my Is god! That- Steph, see. <laughs> And who's 10th? Yeah. I don't know yet. Okay. Got wow. it. All right. Um, what did you guys think of... So after this brainwashing, mm-hmm. uh, he goes on the whole campaign of less work and more play. All you have to do is just give in, give in, give in, and we'll be good. Um, and, you know, he's talking on the boat. We seem to be using this boat a lot. 
Listen, oh, they, built, they built that boat. They got to get their use out of it, okay? This was a very hard scene for me to watch. Because it was emotionally, uh, like, devastating to you? Or? The scene? Yes. The boat? No, because <laughs> the green screen or blue screen or whatever they used was so terrible. And I'm a big fan, and it was a really good fight scene. But whenever you saw his face front forward, it was like he was in the tropical world. And then when he was driving the boat, it was like the gloomy village. I couldn't. It it, just, it very much distracts me. And and in the episode, the other episodes where you guys, this is really like disjointed. Mm-hmm. Is that like it, I wasn't bothered so much? I wasn't bothered that they used the helicopter scene twice already. Like, I wasn't bothered by that. But this scene, I was just like. Yeah. Come on. It was a little okay. I mean, they're pioneering visual effects, you know, technology here. I'm gonna say, right. I'm just and gonna I love give them, them that. Through a television show, sure. we're not doing a yeah. movie here. I, you but know it is, it is hard. It. it is hard. Yeah. It pulls you out of the scene. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. Um, no disrespect. I love the show. I love yeah. what they're trying to do. Like what they've but, done with technology and the things is going amazing. back and watching Star Wars is some, kind of painful. Okay, sure. So um, I like. Okay, so going back real quick to the whole um, less work and more play. Uh, it's a very that's actually a very British thing. I I, I wish I wish I. Had, I wish I'd gotten this rundown last night so I could have researched this. I wish I could have done the I know. rundown sooner. So it's okay, but I, I just, I, in, in the back of my head, and, and maybe one of our viewers can come and refresh my memory, there is another British uh, publication, book, TV, movie series that deals with the whole less work, more play, uh, Jack is a dull boy type theme, and it's hit over your head. And I, and I wish I could remember where that comes from because I'm like, I just remember this being so very bit British, especially in like a, a sci-fi well, I, work. I, I certainly think, um, you know, it's no secret, right? If, if if you're trying to accomplish a lot of things and you don't take a step back every now and then, mm-hmm. you know, he says leisure is our right and, and whatever else. That's just number one thing against number two. Um, how can you do more if you're already you have no leisure time? So. You need that. You need to be able to step back to assess what's going on and almost rest, but in a in an active way. Yeah. And then you're able to come up with better new things because if if you literally are just that you know that that's uh, gear and everything, then you're just never going to get off, and you're never gonna, you're just going to be that gear continually. You're not going to grow to no, be a I'm bigger a, gear. Yeah, I'm a big advocate of that, and I feel like in Europe there are like. They take big lunch breaks. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a very different culture around work. And I'm not saying that. And, 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 well, and what I am saying is, I think they're just as productive. Like, I feel like here we think we need to be like working all the time in order to make the most money. And I, I don't agree with that. I do agree with you do have to step back. I, you got to work smart, not hard. I yeah. mean, like, there's something about hard work. Don't get me wrong. I'm a hard worker, whatever. But there is something about taking a step back. To figure out the bigger plan to, you know, work smarter. Yeah. And I feel like that's that, kind of... It's funny you say that. A uh, little bit of a tangent. There's actually a really great uh, book called The 4-Hour Workweek that breaks down that kind of idea that you you do need to work smarter, not harder. And I think Europe is definitely very uh, on point with that. Because yeah. I know, I know here. It's so, and also today I made a huge blog post about how I'm going and going and going and I have like eight pokers in the fire and I don't have any time to breathe or sleep. And it's, it's overwhelming. And, and if you keep, if you keep working super hard with no play, 
You're going to be well, a dull boy. And I think if you really, if you know, to tie it back, I think... Phil's a dull boy. Yeah. Well, but if you think about it, if you tie it back, like, maybe that's why, because these people's brains aren't exhausted, maybe that's why they go to the pub and talk about politics and actually smart things rather than talking about stuff that just dumbs them down mm-hmm. to make them feel like they're being entertained for some reason because they don't want to think anymore because they're just working all day long to try and live that American dream to pay the bills. That's a good observation. Absolutely. I would agree with you. Yeah. Okay, I would great. agree with you. Yeah. Let's, all take um, a, let's take a pub break. <laughs> in the Accountant Mouse Club, there's, again, no alcohol. But why, it, why, does, why do they hate alcohol so much? Can someone explain that to me? I because it's alcohol. happiness. Take away all the happiness. Uh, but in the therapy room, we got alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> this was crazy to me, this scene. Mm-hmm. Why, why so? Because it was so, it was a little far fetched for me. I loved it, but it was a little bit like, um, we're gonna have this secret room where we can drink, and that you're allowed to do whatever you want. But then, as long as you go back and make pretend you're still part of the village, you can come here. Like it was just very. Um, but, but here's the thing: it's almost like think of it like bribes, right? It's very much in that way of like, hey, listen. You know, mm-hmm. this is you think it's this way, but guess what? You know, you've been resisting us and whatever else. There is a good to all of this. There's perks to to going along with the flow that you don't know, right? It, mm-hmm. It'd be like almost here's prostitutes, here's this. You know, have fun. Here's millions of dollars, but guess what? All you have to do, you're being so stubborn. Just let go of your morals, right? Just yeah. be part of the village, and then all of this—the money, the booze, the whores—it's all you. But you don't have a choice not to be part of the village anyway so i i read into it as they were trying to get him maybe drunk or poison him again yeah so that he would tell them why he resigned and give them more information but i think that he kind of was smart enough maybe to know that but i don't know like i feel like it's different like you know how you say like bring like hookers and prostitutes stuff Mm -hmm. like that like that, for me, seems like it's got blackmail written all over it. And I didn't think blackmail when I was gone into this therapy room, but maybe maybe there is some sort of, they want him to do something that they can hold against him. Maybe. I mean, because blackmail is a huge thing of politics. Here's the thing, they, they, they ultimately they just dress. want... Yeah. The whole point is, we, we didn't get... <laughs> We didn't get it in this episode, the question of why did you resign, but they ultimately, no matter what, they want him to slip up in one way, shape, or form. ABC was all about mm-hmm. that, kind of subconsciously getting him to slip up to say what the reason was, and the problem was that his consciousness entered his subconscious right. and whatever else. Yeah. Um, so that, that, to me, is what I think was going on and, and, and everything else. And remember, he's not in the right state of mind. Although he was running, mm-hmm. he's fighting here, right? Um There was a great comparison that I read to Philip K. Dick's Scanner Darkly, where um, a cop, an undercover cop, plays a drug addict and whatever else, and he becomes so lost in this space, he doesn't know which one he is. And one of the great quotes, this is from the movie, so I don't know if it's exactly in the book, but I imagine it's in the book. What uh, So what, what does the scanner see? Does it see into me clearly or darkly? I hope for everyone's sake the scanner see clearly because I can no longer see into it myself. And the prisoner lost perspective in, you know, I mean, how great was it to see him in front of his own TV Mm -hmm. reciting the lines that he just recited? Yeah. I feel like, you know, something we kind of skipped over a little bit. I like this quote when he was, like, telling the people of the village, in your head, there must be remnants of a brain. 
which was mm-hmm. very powerful to me in that how brainwashed they all are. Yeah. So I don't know. I just wanted to point yeah. that out. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a good quote. Yeah. No, I, and I think I think the the Skinner Darkly reference is really on point because you know it. He did. He got lost in himself. He got caught up in the game. You know, mm-hmm. he tried to play it, and he he. Uh, so, and that's the thing too is like, uh, and and you see that in in politics is you know a lot of times you have people with good good intentions and good meanings and uh when you're surrounded by a lot of not so good things it's hard to keep fighting and even if you're trying to fight the good fight you might sometimes get you slip up and and do the wrong thing for the right reasons you know yeah well it also is for me in politics how i do think that the people that run for election are good people they want you know exactly what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I also believe that whoever is elected is more so just a figurehead. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily like they're responsible for everything that happens. Yeah, Th- that's true. But it's also no coincidence that anyone like if I was to if I was start let's say I got elected president, worst choice ever. But I by the time I got done with it, even just a four year term, I would look like I'm fifty. Like Obama, 60. I mean, have you uh, yeah. look at look at Obama from start like campaigning to now? The man is many a gray hair and very tired, and it's it's not it's not an easy life. Yeah, no, not by any but, means. But but even that, I feel like you know the reason why I brought that up was because mm-hmm. I feel like they people in the village are starting to see that number six wants his indivi- like he's starting to more and more the word starting to spread like who's this guy trying to escape mm-hmm. who's this guy trying to do this so they know that if they do a quote unquote elect him or make it seem that way that it would be a good figurehead for the village because they would think that they were maybe being run by this guy that believes in these theories that they don't know of but let's in that sense too right when he comes to right she slaps him and we'll talk about that we'll talk about the rover worshipers and everything else but 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 from a purely perspective right he here he is he's been on this platform through any kind of media and he's got uh, the ultimate media here where he's speaking directly to them uh and they don't listen no, right. they just you know he can't mobilize these people to do anything. And he says we're free, we're free, mm-hmm. free for all. Let's go, 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 and nothing. He's the only one that that that. Are they all hearing him for sure though? I I'm going to assume yes. Yeah, because okay. we heard we saw the one scene of the speaker, oh, the speaker outside. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, they just but they've been they've been trained for so long to not listen. Yeah, it's just like hey, today's a great day. Yeah. The weather's great. Get your ice cream, and it's like ooh, ice cream. Like you're not, you got to throw in the keywords in there. Yeah, yeah. Be like free for all to get your ice cream. It's on the other side of the mountain. Yeah, go get it. Right, that'd be interesting. They might fall. Yeah, but that's how that's how sadly brainwashed these people are. Yeah, much like culture. It's like I mean, I just can't like the. I'm sorry. The the beating over the head with this message and this is just it's too good. Um. What do you, you know, obviously a lot happened in a short amount of time in this scene. So mm-hmm. what do you guys want to pick apart, whether it's the rover worship or anything else? I, I, I just, I love the like shot where he runs out and there, you see these guys lording over the rover. And I was like, are they, are they technicians? Are they the ones that created rover? Or do they just bow down to rover? Is rover, maybe, maybe rover's number one. Well, that was, okay, yeah. speaking of campaign promises, yeah. the number one thing yeah. was number one will no longer be a mystery to you. Mm-hmm. What? what? It's a bigger mystery than anything. Yeah. 
Steph, you sp- I mean, I don't know who number one is, Steph, but but you speak to that because did you feel that campaign promise was fulfilled in any way, shape, or but form? But is that what he said? It said, he, I don't think he said, is that what he said? It would no longer be a mystery to you? That's the exact quote. Yeah. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, it made me feel like that you're number one. Okay. That's what you got out of it. Well, it's like number one... And that, I think, maybe played into all the ABCs of two, like, all the different people that you go through. But I feel like if it wouldn't be a mystery to you, like, I don't, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm so wrong. But I don't know that it's, you'll know number one because he's going to be the person on the <laughs> other end of the red phone. Like, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, like, you'll know him on a, yeah. yeah no, I But think- it's more so, like, you're going to, like, it's. You're going to figure it out. But they're also there, like, dangling this carrot in front of him because he's really never going to be number two. Mm-hmm. So it's like you'll figure it out, but you're not going to figure it out. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I like mm-hmm. – I, I agree, but I just think you're on the right path. I'm just, just – I think you're good. <laughs> I like I like your thinking, lady. Keep thinking. Yeah. And when you're done thinking, rethink Nova because it could be wrong. <laughs> okay. It could be. Um, all right. Anything else? I don't uh, know. Maybe you... number two is like two number ones. It's like number one in the village and number one in the real world. And oh. you combine those and you get number two. Come. Hmm. Maybe it's an alien overload. Or maybe I just it's want an a alien math or it's rover. <laughs> I mean, uh, here's the thing. We certainly got an yeah. eye, right? Mm-hmm. So all we got, yeah, if, you know, we got this little light thing and, and whatever else. And so everything that we've seen is from a third person perspective. You could say that's because in order to film something, it has to be, a, you know, you yeah. can't really f- yeah. Have a whole show from first person's perspective, but you could say it's because it's Alien Overlords. Mm. I don't know that I go to Alien Overlords, just, but I okay. yeah, that's a little much, you know. And, and talking about rover, how many rovers are there? Uh, Six thousand were made for production. If that's what you're asking, are you serious? Yeah, absolutely. That's a lot of fun. no. I wasn't mm-hmm. really asking that, but you always see like one going out to get them, and then like a couple taking them back. Well, there's apparently six thousand. Yeah. They're Holy all there. It's cow. like rover. There's like rover babies. <laughs> well, yeah, remember six thousand. I want a rover. I know there should be some in Make existence. That happen, somebody. Please, all, six, most of six them. Of one. We Aww. should have. A, why don't we have like a rover? Like know, just, just a white yoga out, ball right? hanging out there. Oh my god! Can we bring one next week? Yeah. Next week. Um. I, okay. Before before we wrap up the show, just anything else we need to discuss. Fifty eight. Okay, let's discuss okay, fifty eight. The yes. real power behind everything. The the man in the shadows pulling the strings because they made her out to be a sock puppet. At the end, we find out she's the real number two, or at least the next number two, if nothing else. And I I loved that that twist. I really feel that you know, and especially making it a woman was just an extra nice thing because there's that there's that like you know long standing history that you know because because women have been subjugated for thousands of years. But there's you know in politics and stories of old. To modern times, there's always that woman, be it the mistress or the queen in the background, who's really pulling the strings. And I thought that was a nice little nod to that. I, I thought so, too. You know, and, and she's every, everything yeah. came off in the end. And, and she, as she says, um, uh, she says, uh, will you never learn? And this is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Which, again, mm-hmm. makes me think that, you know, this was supposed to be episode number two. Yeah, exactly. But we're still well, at the I beginning. mean, I get. Yeah, we're still four yeah. out of seventeen is still, still yeah, quote unquote, yeah. the, you know, beginning. Even, yeah, even four out of ten. But know. yeah, for all this to happen, you know, like looking back, if all this would have happened, 
in the second episode. Like, the first episode was, like, when you saw the Snow White girl and, you know, you thought that, like, for me. Yeah. And it's, like, then you would see this happen. Like, no way. I don't, I don't buy it at all. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of, um, um, in last episode, he sort of gained some optimism, right? He, he kind of got a small victory. And then in this episode, his optimism is completely that's, crushed. That's what I was saying earlier is that you get these push and pull victories. You get, you know, a little bit here, but then it ultimately it's taken away. I mean, this is the first person, this number two crushed him. Yeah. He is, he is not, we haven't seen his spirit truly crushed. Uh, and it is by a female. And it is by a female, which yeah. So I think I think it's it's gonna be interesting to see next episode who's gonna end up in the, the place of power at the end. Absolutely. And how he's gonna come Well but if to you it. think about it, last episode that we watched, mm-hmm. number nineteen, is that right? Number fourteen. 14. Yeah. Number fourteen kind of crushed him in the way that took him over. So I don't know, is it really the first Well, I think this is a little bit more like I mean, you know, even even that being said, the the episode where he thought he escaped and he didn't. I mean, he kind of has these little. I mean, I, this was just a. I don't know. This felt soul crushing, yeah. in a way because but. because he himself had changed so much and he had started to d- drink the Kool Aid a little and then to just have it all shattered because I don't know. At some point, yeah. at some point, when this is your future, this is your life. You know, maybe drinking that Kool Aid isn't such a bad thing because at least you can be happy. Yeah, it's funny too because I thought. When he snapped out of the the truth square peg and round hole thing, I felt like he seemed more upbeat. This is the only time, and he was talking quicker, and he was like almost talking like what I would think a politician would talk like. It was very fervored. Yeah, and then and then he was like a little bit less stiff, and then he goes into like stealing the maid's car and doing all this crazy stuff. But then he gets way yeah. stiff again. Um, I know we're. No, no, so let's let's do a fun kind of thing, right? We have okay. a couple of pictures. Order really doesn't ultimately matter. So, Lexus, feel free to pick and choose. Okay, so All let's right. let's start with this one, right? So we'll bring it up full screen for you viewers. If you're uh, listening, um, there's a link included as part of the description where you can download all the pictures we ever look at so you can see um, with us. And so we're looking at this picture, and it's a comparison of the political parties from 1955 to 1966 in Britain. And I can't see for the full details, but the, look at that. That's a huge shift. We got some. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a, um, if nothing else, it indicates that um, it's divided, right? Um, in 1955, it seems like for the most part, um, it, you know, everyone agreed on the, on the same sort of political party, not necessarily the same views. And then in 1966, it all went to hell. Oh, that's, I mean, you have, you have 55, which is less than a decade after world war ii and then you have 20 years later which i mean it's you know you're gonna have you're gonna have that spike of nationalism right after such a a world upheaval and then you know 20 years you've got a new generation coming into place with different thoughts and ideas so i mean that you know it's it's i'm I'm not going to be like oh there's nothing to talk about but i'm just saying it kind of makes it makes sense you know you have you have a new generation coming into into power and they want to you know they want to exert their uh, mm. their hand on things. It's a really good visual to show mm-hmm. that, though. But yeah, I agree that it absolutely. No, that, that's that's a great yeah. conclusion. All right, there's um there's a couple of other pictures. One of them is Stephsy's that she yeah. brought up. Here we go. This this is Stephsy's. So, um, we're gonna bring up full screen for you in a minute. Here we nice. go. So it says, uh, it's a picture. Stop interfering with my freedom of speech. And Stephsy, take it away because it's yours. 
Well, I just feel like this is, <laughs> I mean, look at the little guy that's falling over from it. It's, it's just very, and it's, what it was interesting to me too was the little guy that's falling over from it is, seems to be dressed more casual than the guy in the suit saying it and the suit sometimes. So the suit has yeah. a big megaphone and the casual guy has a small megaphone and the big megaphone is just, it, it acts Saying, like a win. stop mm-hmm. interfering with my freedom of speech, but normally the people that interfere with the freedom of speech are the suits. So to me, it was, it just played on it a little bit. But yeah, I mean, you know, maybe I'm looking a little bit too much into it, but no, that I- is, you know, just very, you know, allowed. We want to be able to talk about what we want to be able to talk about. I definitely we want to be free. agree with you. It's the 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 little guy, the the blue collar worker, doesn't have as much to uh, to say as the yeah. you know the politician or the businessman or the one percenter. And you know, I don't know when when this particular cartoon came I don't out. Either. Uh, but I mean, it is, and it also, I like that it speaks to that he who screams the loudest will be heard the most versus he who has the best ideas will be heard the most. Right. And, and those who have the platform and everything yeah. else. Right. So freedom of speech is kind of like horse crap. Yeah. It's just who gets heard. It's true. Listen to Mortal Technique. There's a great song, Freedom of Speech. Yeah. Oh, also, yeah. real quick, for those watching, if you saw me having a minor seizure, that was actually me killing a fly. Or actually, a mosquito. So if you saw me like, because you guys were talking, and uh, I was like, and then I clapped. I just wanted to clear that we're up. We're bugged in here. I killed so it. So whatever, quote unquote, bug Well, I just killed number two. I got it. Um, you won't be seeing me. All right, Alexis, let's bring up another picture. Oh. Okay, is that this, Mariah Carey? This is Mariah <laughs> Carey, yes. So the picture we have is Mariah Carey, vote or die. And I wanted to bring up Paris Hilton, but... Oh, my whatever. God. Here's the, there were so many celebrities yeah. with this shirt, vote or die. And the reason why I wanted to bring up Paris Hilton in particular, because a couple things are at play here. She didn't end up voting. No. Number one, should she actually die? Number two, huh. it's one of those things. I, I personally believe, yes, uh, having the right to vote is great. Not everyone should vote. No. Not every... uh, (laughs) Again, I feel like there are many things in this world that we should have to take some sort of IQ test. Voting, driving a car... Having children. Having children. There are certain things... No, I mean, Mm. I don't know. It's such a sticky topic. Like, like, yes, I guess everyone should have the right to vote. Like, you want to say that and you want to have that. But in order to... Like, I think everyone should have the right to vote... So everyone has the right, but in order to do it, you have to put in a certain amount of time or take a, a vote. Like, how many people would vote if actually in order – you were allowed to vote. Everybody mm-hmm. was allowed to vote. But in order to cast that vote, you had to go through a three-hour process and sit there and hear about people's uh, stu- you know, views yeah. on both sides. How many people would actually take the time out to do that to vote? No, I uh, I agree. Uh, what, it's what uneducated they, people yeah, voting, but, voting with their heart, or voting because you know this one. There's things in our elections that have to do with like abortion or gay rights or these things that have no foreign policy. You know what I mean? Like government foreign policy. That's what should be talked about. And and yes, I guess like the government. Like I get healthcare and stuff like that but as far as preferences and as far like some of the things that people get so attached to and that's how they pick their president are irrelevant to what makes our country work as a whole Mm -hmm. monetarily which kind of is what the government is set up to do yeah Mm -hmm. well i i yes i i think that's a good point i just want to address real address real quick the whole concept of vote or die like the whole like if like i get it's our it's our given right 
to to do this. This is in the Constitution. We all have the ability to vote now, thankfully. Um, but vote or die is such a strong message. It's so it's so like in your face. And this was the liberal camp. Like normally you don't, you know, it, it's just why why do you have to make it about like it's, it's so harsh. It's so. It bothered me when I saw this campaign first came out. It made me really uncomfortable as a voter because it's just it's it's too much. It's it's not because if you're not participating, there's something wrong with you. Exactly. It's 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 forcing you to be part of the system. And and for me, it's just you know honestly, this is the first time I've ever seen this picture. So maybe Mm -hmm. I live under a rock, but it just makes me angry because how much? And you know what? I get it. Some celebrities do their research. Some celebrities mm-hmm. are very smart when it comes to politics and they use their celebrity or their fame to talk about things that are important. I understand that. I'm not You're saying this was a money opportunity. Oh my god, yes. Look at, I, look I, at how I, she... I'm sorry. But this is like... This is that is a good-looking woman, she right? She is a great-looking woman and she's she's very, like... She's fit. She looks great. Someone put some shirt. Photoshop work in oh there. Oh my god. It's just... Also, she's no tanned, offense to really. Mariah Carey. Well, for this, like, I'm. I, this makes me uncomfortable. This, this is selling me a product, not a mission statement. There you go. I would agree. I 100 percent agree. That's just. It's just ter- like that sums up to me. Like that's. There's so many reasons why that is wrong. That attribute to what is wrong with our society and what is wrong with our government. Mm-hmm. That is summed up in that yeah. photograph. Very good. Well, like every good pol- politics mm-hmm. show and um, and whatever else, we've talked about many issues and come to no conclusions <laughs> or know. solutions. Some we did, some we did. <laughs> real, um, real quick though, yes. can we during next year's election cycle? Can we actually have an after buzz after yes. debate show? Yes. Yes. Okay. And not- we're doing it. I'm right not doing now. That. We, we are. are. Well, we and we need we need a we need someone else to go against our views too. Yeah, so. but we yeah, need can we film. arrange that? We do need a film. All right, but but to be fair, if I pick a timid there person, no you guys have to be. You have to give them their own megaphone. No, you oh, can't see, pick a timid person. That's the thing. I what? No, that would be the opposite of you guys. No, I like that because no. I feel like again, that's a lot of the problem with our society and the debates. It's like people don't hear each other. That's I am true. so I don't think I'm right in everything I say mm-hmm. by no means, and I would love to have somebody to debate with that actually enlighten me with something I didn't think about yeah. or thought about it a different way because it'll only make my opinion better. Like, I feel like that's the problem. So many people, and again, with technology, all mm-hmm. this stuff are just stuck in their way or no way, which then you don't grow as a society. Like, this picture, I never saw yeah. that picture before. And now yeah. I'm seeing mm-hmm. it and we so, talk about it. So there's uh, the only real problem with political <laughs> jokes Feels is like they get up. elected. Oh, that's so good. So. That's, we should end on that note. Yes. Yeah. Because so, I apparently have people waiting at my place now. Whoops. Perfect. All right. So uh, we've got we've got campaign <gasps> uh, campaigns to take on. Oh so gosh. thank you guys for joining us yet Steph again. Z for on, president. Yeah. Steph, Steph Z. I am Steph Z on Twitter. Yes, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at i a m s t e f z. Tell me what you think. That's right. Yeah. And Meredith Placco, what's your platform of choice? At M-P-L-A-C-K-O on Twitter and Instagram. And please, I love the good debate. I won't shy away from it. And I will never shut you down unless you're a racist. Then you can't talk to me. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> of course, uh, we'll be back with another episode next week. Schizoid Man, episode five. So we'll have fun talking about that one. Um, and please continue the conversation, things like that. Spread the word of this Um I was going to make a 
fallout joke because oh, I've spread the word, but I don't good. want to do it because it would be a spoiler. Okay. Um, don't tell me! Anyway, All right. we'll see you here. Be seeing you. you. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.